It's time to add some salt to your spiritual perspective on life. This is A Pinch of Salt with Erin and Kayleen. Welcome to A Pinch of Salt. I'm Erin. And I'm Kayleen. We are going to discuss with everyone today about obedience. We're going to discuss obedience. Tough topic. Very tough topic. One of my weak points, for Mine sure. As well. And I think it's a lot of everybody's. Right. Um, Because we want to, our flesh always wants to pull us left and we're trying to go right and, you know, do it this way, do it that way. And praise the Lord that his mercies endure forever. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially on a topic like obedience. Sometimes I always say, God, do I give you a headache? Sometimes I think he goes, Aaron, (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing? Why'd you do that? I didn't want you to do that. I didn't want you to say say it that way. Do it that way. So, yeah, that's always my joke. Yes, we're so ready to talk about these difficult topics together. Yes. Because we need each other and we need the Lord to help us grow in each of these things. we really don't give God a headache, guys. We don't, none of us, no one's capable of giving God a headache. It's just my little joke. No, he can handle all of us, (laughs) right? He can handle all of us, this whole world, so. So, obedience. I think that there are many topics surrounding obedience or even underneath that, some, some subtopics like Obedience to the Lord, right? And that's what I think we're going to talk about today. But there are many other types of obedience, like obedience to your husband and obedience to your boss and obedience in many other areas. But today I think we're just going to focus directly on obedience to the Lord because we have such a short time together. So, Aaron, what do you think is one area then all of your life, you can pick one, that obedience has been difficult when it comes to following what the Lord wants. Probably watching what I say yeah. and how how I say it. I can have weak points in that, and I, I I'll hear the Lord say, "I I didn't want you to respond like that, or I didn't want you to say it like that." You could have, you know, and it could be with my husband. It could be with anything. A lot of times it's it's him because, you know, we have to submit. And that's one of my, that word to me is like, almost like control. Right. And it, But it's not at all. And I don't have a life like that at all. So I don't know why I struggle with that. <laughs> but um, he's always like, that's, you just got to say that differently and correct. God's always correcting my words and letting me know, make sure it's said and done in love. You don't have to raise your voice or even with my kid, you right. know, because sometimes we get really frustrated as moms I struggle with that well and as having well. a four-year-old is a challenge and the Lord's always like, rewind, let's do, let's, especially if like things are elevated or you're, you're, my thing is rushing. Right. <laughs> so obedience for me too is a time because okay. um, I'm always, my life is rushed. Everything is rushed for me. So the Lord is really working on me with time. Like, I don't care if you have to get up at six and it starts at 10, like if, if that's what it takes, because I'm always, I feel like everything in my life is always a rush situation, which causes animosity and causes voice raising. So isn't that so funny that we're talking about obedience to the Lord, but somehow it kind of involves other people. Yes. So even even if we're not talking about the other ways that he asks us to show obedience with other relationships, obedience to the Lord always involves our relationship with him, but also our relationship with other people. 
Mm-hmm. So that means when you said that you have a hard time with raising your voice or with saying things that you don't mean or that you don't want to say. Yeah. It matters what we say only because the Lord loves you and mm-hmm. the Lord loves others. And so he wants us to act like him. And isn't that so hard? I really struggle with that as well. I struggle. And even sometimes I will keep it to myself, but my, my heart is not obedient because I'm either mumbling to myself mm-hmm. or I am thinking it. Yeah. And God says, that's just as bad. Right. Right. So sure even is. in the times where I think I've got it under control and I'm not telling the person, whether it be my husband, a friend, some random person, my kids, yeah. I still struggle even thinking in my mind thoughts that are not obedient to the Lord. One example that I was thinking of, of obedience that is very difficult for many people is go and tell all the world the gospel. Yeah. I think almost every Christian probably struggles to share the gospel. And that may look like different things. And of course, we've listened to other ministers or read the Bible and there it's like you got people like Paul who just jump right in and they're going to be really bold and they're direct and but not everybody learns that way and not everybody receives that very well especially not in the day we live in Mm -mm, fear of rejection is a big one and so then you're like am I going to be obedient to the Lord or am I going to worry about what this person thinks and sometimes it's appropriate to think okay if I'm going to share the gospel I need this to be truth that comes from the word, but also that it is something that the Lord is giving to them. So I can't be extremely bold and in your face if I know that you are somebody who doesn't receive that well and expect that to go well. Not that the Holy Spirit can't do whatever he wants. Right. But if we want to be tools of the Holy Spirit and to be utilized well, we have to be thoughtful in what we're doing and what we're saying. So that requires us to have relationship. So back to obedience to the Lord requires us to have good relationship with others. And that's really, really hard. So we talked about what it looks like in our lives, but just what do you think like in a general sense as a Christian What does it look like to be obedient? What are some good positive steps in that direction? Being in the word. And I know that time is of an essence for all of us every day. But even if it's, you know, five or 10 minutes of your morning, just to be alone, quiet, silent, praying and opening up some scripture. I think that is the top tier of obedience because it guides us through daily life and, and it's food for our soul and we need it. We Absolutely. need it. We need it. We need it so much. And that's one thing that I get convicted about sometimes because I will try to either read a smidget of it and time my, you know, rushing. Yeah, I've got 10 minutes. Let me rush this in there. And I don't want that because right. he deserves our undivided attention and it helps us be a good wife. It helps us be a good mommy. And right you know, a good friend, a good sister, daughter, whatever, the best of everything. And it helps us with ministry and everything. So it's, it's, it's refreshing to have that time. And yeah, we might have to get up a lot earlier than normal. And 
we've talked about our kids waking up, like sensing yes. that they wake up. It's like I can wake up at four a.m. My kids coming, mommy coming yes. downstairs, you know. But I think just getting in the word is big. I think that is such a a spiritual battle, mm-hmm. especially in the season of life we're in as moms of little kids, that we don't get much time alone. And even when, like you said, when we try to get time alone, it's almost impossible because like you said, our kids have this like sixth sense and they're like, oh, mom's trying to be quiet and do something by herself or mom's (laughs) trying to read her Bible. I'm going to go ask her a million questions or I'm going to fuss about this or that. And I think God has some mercy for that for us um, and some grace, but also trying to establish with them. And I struggle with that, trying to establish with them that we need time with God to be a good mom. We need time with God to be a good friend or a good wife. So showing them at an early age that we need those things as well, because I think sometimes in our society, we are trying to let go and we're like, okay, well, you know, my kids are so important. I'm going to refocus and I'm going to spend all my time with them just because they're fussing or woke up or because they have a million questions and our focus really should be on God first. That doesn't mean that we're rejecting them or denying them, but to start our day with the Lord. And sometimes I don't get to my Bible time until later on in the day. Right. You know, sometimes it's night. Right. But I can start my day with the Lord immediately by praying. Yes. I can start my day with the Lord immediately by focusing on him and committing my day to him. And I want to point out that I think a lot of I think a lot of times people think that your time with God has to be this certain type of way. And that, that starts slipping into religion or like a, like a religious act or routine. You can literally pray in the shower. You can pray while you're, you know, cleaning up a mess. I mean, just include him. He wants, he wants to, he wants to be our friend. He wants us to just talk to him. It doesn't have to be you know, you don't have to sit light candles and sit on the floor Indian style and kumbaya <laughs> with Jesus. He just wants to, us to talk to him. You know, he's our dad. He's our best friend. He's our father. Like, he's just wants us and he wants the raw truth he wants us to be honest he doesn't want we i mean why sugarcoat it it's him he knows our heart he knows our mind right you know everything i mean it is you know everything can't always be perfect the atmosphere isn't always perfect the you know a lot of times i'm driving and praying because i didn't get a chance in the house so wherever i'm going up the highway i'm praying i'm praying that the lord keeps my tongue and my brain under control while i'm driving exactly that too yes and uh, one thing I wanted to point out about obedience, because one of my favorite characters in the Bible is probably Abraham. Yeah. I mean, that dude puts the O in obedience <laughs> and the F in faith. I mean, seriously, like he is like. We had nothing going whoa, on before that. Right? No, like I'm just like this dude's walking his kid up a mountain to sacrifice. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I I don't even know, like. I don't I don't know if any of us can be that obedient. I mean, if it come down to it and we heard that he heard the voice, you know yes. what I mean? But man, I just that keeps going through my mind. And I talked to my husband about it. He's like, yeah, I mean, that's his faith. You know, that's how strong his faith was. He it said, is. Abraham's praise faith the Lord. Was, he hasn't asked us to show our said, faith in that way. Goodness. I said, could you? And that's why I told my husband. I said, can you imagine if we were asked to show our faith and obedience in such a way as that? Like we are. Wow. (laughs) And I think, too, 
so we talked about how it's really important to spend time with him, but that causes us to listen to him. So if mm-hmm. we are not seeking the Lord in any way, it's really hard to listen to him, right? It you is. Know? And it's hard to decipher yeah. whose voice you're hearing too. Right. So that other voice can be pretty deceptive. Yes. Yes, it can. Absolutely. And whether that comes from our own minds or mm-hmm. from Satan himself. Right. If we're going to be obedient, we have to be focused on the Lord. Another thing that we have to do when we're being obedient is trust. Yes. It's very, very hard to trust other people because people are going to fail. And Mm -hmm. no matter whether they're the best, you know, husband, friend, whatever, in some way or another, they're going to fail us. And I trust many people in that regard, but I give them a little bit of grace and leeway or if they fail me, it's kind of expected. Yeah. But Don't hold the your Lord expectations so high. Yeah. Right. But the Lord will not fail me. The Lord will not do something without me or against me. Right. So the Lord says that he just wants us to have a willing heart. He wants us to obey because we love him. We saw this in John 14:23. Okay, so It says that if anyone loves me, this is Jesus talking, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. This is not just an invitation to obey because God's like, if you want me to help you out, you got to obey. So that's an obligation. So we already have the obligation. It's just the desire in our hearts. So if we can get our hearts aligned with him and one really good way to do that is to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. But if we can get our hearts aligned with him, it makes it so much easier to want to obey. Yeah. Once I know someone is going to is trustworthy and is going to take care of me and loves me more than anybody else, whether it's something really scary or something really easy, I'm going to trust them and I'm going to say, okay, I'll do this for you. Or, okay, I will follow you blindly like Abraham, wherever you're going to take me. Sometimes I forget that though. And Mm -hmm. I think of God as a person and I forget that he knows what's best. He wants what's best and he's going to do what's best, whether I like it or not. Yep. There's lots of ways that the Lord shows us how to be obedient. But I think the biggest thing is what you talked about is looking for him, reading his word, praying, listening to him. So that way you can hear what he has to say and what he wants you to do. And the second step to that is trusting him and stepping out. Yeah, because sometimes even our prayers don't get answered the way we expect them to. Because, I mean, we, of course, we have high expectations of God and high expectations of prayers being answered. But that sometimes we're wanting the yes and we get the no. And that can be faith shaking sometimes, but we just can't lose hope. You know, we have and that's where trust falls into place, because if that if that prayer request or whatever we raised up to him didn't happen the way we expected it because we had this high expectation. You know, we had this expectancy of, oh, God's going to do this thing and it doesn't happen. And immediately, sometimes that can cause us to fall back. You know, something recently back in September happened to me and I, I noticed myself dwindling away. And I said, look at that. Look at that. I am dwindling away because I didn't get my way. Right. And that is not how God wants us to be. And I repented for that. And I 
had to rise up out of that because immediately I just started. I just noticed me sinking immediately when that expectation didn't fall through, and we can't we can't be like that. We can't. But I see too that even Jesus' disciples were right there with him. They could right. physically see him. They saw him do miracles. Exactly. They knew who he was. Exactly. And they still failed in that area as right. well. I mean, look at Doubting Thomas. Right. <laughs> doubting Thomas. The, yeah. the disciples, when they're like waking Jesus up in the boat, exactly. they're like, hey, like, what are Freaking you going to do? Freaking out. Yeah. And he's like, where is your faith? Yeah. And sometimes I get myself caught in that as well. You just, you want to believe that you're not that person. Right. But then God quickly reminds you that, not only are you that person, but he's also got you even in those moments. Yes. Yes. And right away when I repented for it, because I wasn't admitting it, I was like not admitting it. I was forcing myself not to admit it. And it's like, I remember it was during praise and worship at church on a Wednesday night when I was like, Lord, I've been frustrated with you. I'm going to admit it. And it's just like this whole burden just lifted off of me. I felt the wind of the Holy Spirit instantly. It was crazy. Right. Because he was waiting on me to just admit the truth because he already (laughs) knew. And it was just almost like, good job. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You did it. You admitted it. Because I never, I, and it's so funny because me and John have had so many conversations. I've said, I've never really been angry or disappointed or frustrated with God before. And then that happen. And it was like crazy because I I just never thought I'd see the day. But I think it's not taboo. You know what right. I mean? It's not like, yes. oh my goodness. You know, it's it happens. It happens. And it makes um, us human. It does. And it, it just does. shows that I too will get frustrated. And I think because I put him at such a, he's, he's the highest, he's the yeah, king of holy, kings, holy, the Lord yeah. of lords, he's the holiest of holies. He's the first and the end, the beginning, of the, you know what I mean? Like he is the alpha and the omega. So I'm afraid to even, I was at first, I was so afraid to be like, I'm frustrated with you, but right. He, but he already he, knew. He already knew. <laughs> so I'm like, why yeah. hide it? You know what I mean? And yeah. he's, he's really pulled me through all that. And so you keep hinting at humility. Mm-hmm. And I actually, you know, I was thinking about how much obedience and humility go hand in hand. Yes. We read about Philippians 2, 5 through 8, and it talks about how Jesus humbled himself. So he's God. And it says that he wasn't striving to be God. He was God. And he humbled himself even to the point of death, even to the cross. He humbled himself to God's will. Even though he had more power, he could have said, you know what? Forget that. I think we're just going to start over. I think we're going to forget this earth and we're going to start over and we're going to create some new people to serve us because this Mm -hmm. is not working out. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to be limited. But Jesus, who is our ultimate example, even humbled himself so that he could be obedient to God's will, which was his will as well. And even I was reading... And it said in Matthew 16, he talks about how he, Jesus asked us to carry up that cross too. So humility and obedience, especially those two are great for us, right? Beneficial. If you are following the Lord, you're in good company. You're, you know, you're doing good things and you know, the righteousness of God will be with you. But beyond that, if we just decided not to, God is still good, even if we're not doing the right thing. Right. But in Matthew 16, Jesus doesn't give us that option to just kind of do our own thing. He's like, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to say that you love me, if you're going to accept me, then that means you got to pick up your cross. There's like a duty that we have. We know yes. you pick up first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yes. yes. 
And so if he's going to pick up his cross and he's going to humble himself, I probably should do the same thing. And that's obviously a right lot on. easier said than done. Exactly. But it reminds me constantly that I will never get to a point where I know what's going on or I am a perfect Christian. So that means that I'm going to have to obey and I'm going to have to grow and change. Yep. There's just no such thing as perfect. And um, we just can't even <laughs> perfect it. You know, I think we strive for perfection and that's okay. Especially with walking with him, right. being righteous and living a righteous life. Obedience is hard. It Obedience is. is hard, but it's doable through the power of Christ and through his mercy and grace. Yep. Like my husband always says, tough. So what? <laughs> <laughs> Those are his words. Well, that's God says do it. You that's that it is what it is, you know, like And we know that what he wants is best. Yep. For us and for him. Yep, for us and for him. So I think that's as about as deep as we can get into obedience in such a short time. But we hope that you will continue to look to God's word for guidance on obedience to him and for great examples of faith and obedience, just like Abraham. We hope you enjoyed your pinch of salt. See you next time. Join us next time to add another episode of The Pinch of Salt. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified of upcoming episodes. Thanks for listening and sharing this podcast. Rise FM Podcast Network.